Hello and welcome back to Chats with Chelsea. Today we are continuing our conversation with Dr. Yuwande Austin, How I Found My Purpose. Let's tune in. You talked about that renewed, um, you, your purpose, that renewing purpose with loss. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about, you know, a loss and how you, and how that renewed your purpose. Sure. So in 2012, April 8th, 2012, to be specific, I had a heart attack. And most people are surprised when they hear that because they are so young. Well, I'm a little older than you may think, first of all. Um, but secondly, there is no limit, uh, unfortunately, right. no age limit, um, no discrimination uh, based on race, gender, or age when it comes to heart disease. And, and you know this uh, with our association with the American Heart Association. Um, but April 8th, 2012, I had a heart attack. And after a series of tests and consultations, um, discovered that I needed to have surgery. And I thought the heart attack was tough. Then mm -hmm. I thought heart surgery would be tough and uh, mm -hmm. recovering from that until I then developed a pulmonary embolism from the surgery as well. And that was really tough. Mm -hmm. But the toughest part for me, quite honestly, was a test of my faith. I had lost my ability to be financially independent. Yeah. I was very quickly losing um, some of my, um, shall we say, the superficial things that we accrue in life, the car, the house, you know, buying a house means so much to all of us. Um, my ability to travel internationally and do the work that I loved. And I remember a definitive point in time, Chelsea, spending a bulk of my time in bed during that recovery. Not only because I was in and out of hospitals going through treatment and setbacks that happened as a result of heart disease, but because I was in such a dark space, I was afraid to live. Wow. For, for, for someone who had traveled around the world and accomplished all that I had up until 2012, not knowing it could get better on the other side and we can get there too in, in, in just a moment. But it was a strange place to be. Chelsea, I was accustomed to saving people. I was accustomed to leaning into working with human trafficking victims and sex workers and conflict survivors in other countries. I'm the strong one. I'm the one that's supposed to have all the answers. I ain't have the answers. I had never been here before. And I remember sometimes feeling like, you know what? It would have been so much easier if I hadn't survived. I hate to say it, oh, wow. but how do I climb out of this hole? Because this is a hole God I don't know nothing about. And it was so deep and so dark, I had no idea how to get out of that hole. And it was a lot easier to just stop living for a moment. Until that day when I got really tired of feeling sad and tired for myself. <laughs> you know, thankfully, I, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and said, you know what, this is not who God wants you to be. And this is not the end of your story. You need to pull your stuff together. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to write two lists. Because around this time that I was in the midst of losing everything, and I'm hearing in my ears from my family and my friends, maybe it's time for you to give up on your little dream of changing the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Maybe it's time for you to get that nine to five and just leave that alone. Because here you are up in this bed in the dark and in the dark, not because I turned the light out, but because the power bill could not be paid. Come on now, somebody. 
We're going to be real, then we're going to be all the way real. Let's be all the way. I, I was losing everything. And so give up. Now, I wouldn't say that that was the devil speaking, but that surely was a test. You might have been using them. <laughs> How bad do you really want this? And so as I'm weighing my options of nine to five, versus purpose, I wrote two lists down, Chelsea. And the list went like this. Write one list of everything that makes you happy. Write another list of what you've accomplished because of that happiness. And in there, I found a renewed commitment to my purpose. It would have been very easy for me to stop walking this life's purpose, so easy. But I found so much fulfillment and joy and had touched so many lives. I, during the time that I um, was recovering and, and found the courage to admit on social media that I had had a heart attack, God knew my heart. Mm -hmm. It was not just medicine. It was not just God. It was the children that I've worked with around the world that sent me notes through Facebook saying, Miss Yawande, you have to come back to us and we're praying for you all over the world, we're praying for you. So who are you to give up on a purpose that has been ordained for you? Get it together, get your list together, <laughs> order one step in front of the other, just as you were a baby and learning how to walk for the very first time, you will learn how to walk again until you catch your stride. And Chelsea, I did a few things. I did some house cleaning spiritually. I did some house cleaning uh, with my friends and family who were being very negative and who weren't offering anything constructive to me. And I let go of the house. I remember my mother saying, but you work so hard to, hey, I'd rather be here and whole and invest what few little pennies I got left to my name to scale down and create more room for my growth, for my rebirth. And that's exactly what happened. Um, within a matter of a year, I had the contracts coming back in. I had requests for me to serve presidents in other countries. I, you know, had an opportunity to become a diversity lecturer in residence at Virginia Commonwealth University, the first in the 177-year history of the institution to teach young people how to um, in, in ensure that equity is embedded. Equity, justice, purpose, yes that we're doing the right thing in providing equitable treatment um, to historically marginalized patients. And the, the list goes on and on. Then came TED and the CNN, um, <laughs> you know, the CNN uh, nominations because I decided to be true not to the coin, not to the superficial things that we are conditioned to want in life, but being recommitted to my purpose. It opened doors, it made room. So I think that in finding our purpose and staying true to it, we have to be clear that there isn't room for everything and everybody in our space when you are following your purpose. I had to get real naked, really real and honest with myself and get back to being refocused on all of me that was whole, not the broken pieces, which was easy to get stuck in that, right? It was easy mm. to get stuck in my heart disease and the fear of having a heart attack again and yeah. failing again. Those, those are the broken parts. But how about focusing on the strong parts that, that helped me walk through even through those broken pieces of me? There were, I mean, just powerful. 
one of the things I think about as you were sharing, um, Yuande, is about letting go of your house and letting mm. go of relationships. And, you know, thankfully you did it. You had mm. the courage and strength and wherewithal. But for, you know, those sisters who are listening, who are at mm. that valley mm. and all they have is their house or their family. I mean, what would you tell them? Girl, it was so easy for me. I can't really explain it to you. <laughs> you know, we live in America. It was easy? We are taught it was so easy. <laughs> we live in America, a country that teaches us that your value is in the likes. It's in the car. It's in the house. It's in uh, accumulation of wealth and or the perception of, which okay. is where I think a lot of us unfortunately live, uh, it was so easy. I, I can't really explain, but I, I will say this. Did you feel that you were losing? No, not a bit. Because what it came down to, Chelsea, is that my life had been spared. I know everybody is not going to take that specific journey, so I want to be very respectful. In my particular case, my life had been spared. I live with a fatal heart arrhythmia, an arrhythmia that for most people, as young as 16, 17 years old, most people just fall dead. They may have minimal symptoms or no symptoms, but you and I both know that over 40% of most heart attack victims will never experience at least a traditional symptom. Now that's a whole nother story. Yes, I did. I did see the symptoms. I ignored them. We may have to do that on, uh, during another episode. Um, but they were not common okay. symptoms. It wasn't clenching the chest. It wasn't heaving, trying to catch my my breath. But I did see the symptoms, and I ignored them because I was busy being so purpose driven that I wasn't taking care of myself. That's another. Ooh. Um, but yeah, we may need to do a series of these, Chelsea. This, 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 this so is much. so good, but this is so good. <laughs> There's so much. There's so much there. Um, so everybody will not be brought down to their knees like I was, but I can say in my situation, when your choice could have been death that you wouldn't have survived, it was easy for me to let go. What was so powerful me for me, though, was not the letting go. It was the affirmation of when so many doors were opened up for me because I let go. Then it became clearer. So I think the hardest first step is taking a chance on letting go of the things that don't serve you. But when you know they don't serve you, it's so obvious, Chelsea. The friends that I had been there for such a long time that weren't calling me and checking on me when I was sick and recovering. Oh, okay. I need to let you go. Doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means that I was only helping to uplift and nurture you. You don't have anything to give me in return. Not because I want it, but just out of the desire of your heart. It was easy to see the people who were showing up on my doorstep because they wanted to take advantage of my vulnerability. It was easy to let go of them. It was easy to let go of family members who were being negative. Hello? conversation about letting go of family that just because you are bound by blood does not mean that you have to inherit their toxic behavior. Hello. All That's of that. Message. It was so easy. And unfortunately, I've gotten really good at letting go of people ever since then. Now, that's the trick. 
This is a trick. Okay. Don't just let everybody go, though. There are Please don't. have to work a little harder to nurture that love. I, I became so good at it that I was like, oh, check, bye. Mm, check, bye. <laughs> but it has kept me very centered and uh, kept me so centered on my, on my purpose that it has uh, a, a allowed more to unfold, you know, even out of the pandemic. I lost a lot during the pandemic, mm -hmm. but in being still and being true to what I know and my purpose, um, again, those gifts have been were open. Yeah. yeah. So as we, you know, th there's so much, I mean, there's like a million questions I could I know, ask. I'm Maybe. sorry. I'm trying to stay on task with you too, but it's so hard <laughs> because, you know, both you and I, I think as messengers and educators, you know, in, in heart, you want to make all these connections for people and I, you know, I want to create these lessons around these experiences and I have done that, but I know we have limited time. So I'm trying to stay focused for you. Listen, this has been amazing. And it just, as you shared, there just, that means that you will be a regular guest on Chats with Chelsea. <laughs> you know, that I can't is. wait till the pandemic is over so that I can start doing in-person interviews. I, I miss that, but this is where we are. So as we close today, you are, you know, I share some of your accomplishments. You share some of the accomplishments that, you know, I, I was going to brag on you about. Okay. Um, one that I think is important is, you know, as you talk about purpose, you've talked about fulfillment. We talked about, you know, the safety, that being that how that can go both ways. But there's also this courageous piece, right, that you had um, in fulfilling purpose. Tell us, I am intrigued. I want to hear more about how you, you know, you've spoken truth to dictators when like your life was hanging, hanging in the balance. Yeah. You negotiated uh, ex uh, extortion attempts. Like, I, like, tell us about the courage in that moment. You know, I know the heart attack, but you had these other moments, you know, that wasn't the only moment where your life was kind of, what's going to happen to me next moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's interesting is that after you survive a heart attack and I've had bi bilateral pneumonia before, and when you've lost everything, I, negotiating an extortion attempt is really kind of easy. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, you were prepared it, it, for it. it. I don't mean to make light of it. Okay. And, and I need to rewind a little, let me pull it back in. It really is that simple, but I do need to pull it back in because there are a lot of people that have lost their lives doing the work that I do around the world. Mm -hmm. But I, I would dare to say, knock on wood and prayers up to the sky, that because I walk with intention and purpose in any of the spaces that I occupy, even spaces where there's conflict and extreme poverty, um, I think people understand the desires of my heart and my intention. And when they see me following up that intention with action, and then they see growth from that, there is a respect and an adoration that I experience in these really bleak places where you would look at someone like me, and unfortunately, people who live in extreme poverty not everybody respects me as someone coming in to do good work to transform lives. Some people look at me as someone to take advantage of, right? And so in that situation where I, I have, I had to negotiate my own extortion attempt, I bring it down to conflict resolution 101. Whether I am serving a president 
or conflict survivors um, or, or nonprofit leaders, I found that every single human being really just wants three things out of life. They want to be acknowledged, they want to be respected, and they want to be understood. So even in some of those darkest moments in my life, I have found that those three pillars of understanding humanity have helped me do something as, you know, perceivably impossible as negotiating an extortion attempt. I understood in those situations that I did have something um, that the possible potential extortionist wanted. I knew I could resolve the situation, and I know I had a purpose I needed to get back to. And that's what has allowed me to get out of those situations. The same thing with working with the dictator. Um, there was risk in speaking my mind. Yes. But speaking your mind with a little smile never hurts. Um, and trusting that your purpose is bigger than this moment. Um, mm. And that was just one of many moments that opened doors for me. Now, was I afraid that I, my family was not going to see me again when I responded the way that I did to that particular dictator who shall remain nameless in this very moment um, and that I would end up in a body bag sent back to the United States from Africa? It was a possibility, but because I had overcome the heart attack and the extortion attempt and lost everything, what did I really have to lose by remaining centered and true in my purpose, even if it meant I risked my life? I lost nothing. If anything, I gained his respect. So many moments of not only accomplishment, but purpose being fulfilled that you've already experienced at your young age. Mm -hmm. What's next for you? What's next for Dr. Austin in fulfilling her purpose to impact the world as she has, as you said, 30 countries, over a quarter of a million people, um, programs, initiatives, speeches, lectures. What's next? Yeah. Well, as you know, I'm, I'm currently serving in the office of Governor Ralph Northam, and it's truly an honor um, to have a hand in shaping some of the legislation and um, policies and the work that will serve generations to come that have been marginalized because of systemic racism. Um, but I must say that that's not even the end for me. I think it was a very important learning opportunity for me um, to learn how I can create more sustainable change on the other side of that experience. Um, I have a book that I have finished at least the, the rough draft of finally. So my, my goal is to launch that in, in 2021, fingers crossed. Um, I have a human trafficking documentary that I've also been filming for five years. Um, I'm waiting to get back to Nigeria to um, create the pilot of a sustainable community that I'm building for Boko Haram conflict survivors. It's and so I will always be an educator, a teacher, a lecturer, uh, even sing a little bit in the background of, of my documentary. Those are all parts that are um, important parts of me um, that help to realign me, especially uh, during these trying, unforeseen times like a pandemic, they are important reminders to me of why I'm here and, and what I'm supposed to be doing. And the greatest purpose I found is teaching people how to creatively solve some of the problems that have plagued our, our global community. Um, it's an honor and I'll continue serving and walking that path until there is no more. 
Dr. Austin, I, I am so excited for what's to come. I'm grateful for the impact that you've made, that you continue to make through your work. I'm grateful that you have decided to um, pursue purpose. I mean, at 100% and let that be the goal because your purpose has impact literally, you know, not only for generations, but globally, which I think is just such an inspiration to many of how your work can affect people across the globe. So I say thank you. Thank you for pursuing purpose. Thank you for being courageous and bold. Thank you for accepting the losses and getting back up. Thank you for surviving the heart attack. You know, just thank you because there are so many young women. I think about myself and my story and why it's so important for me as I continue to become bolder and more courageous in my purpose. But yeah. it is representation matters, you know, mm-hmm. and so as someone who was raised in the urban core for the beginning of my life, it is so just inspirational just to be able to see what can be done, even if my purpose is obviously my purpose is different, but the representation that it is of you can be all that you were created to be. So thank you for living that out for us. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for inviting me specifically into this conversation. I think it's more important than ever, especially during this pandemic, Chelsea. I think a lot of people are probably questioning their purpose right now and what their next steps are. And if there's one message that I have to leave on everybody's heart is that you already know the answer. You just have to step out on faith to, to answer that call. It's there. It's waiting. It's there. We just have to do the work. So good. Well, Chats with Chelsea community, I hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation. I hope that it tugged your heart, right? That is when we think about season four, we are talking about you being empowered, but you also being challenged and corrected to be all that God's called you to be. So thanks for watching and be sure to join us again next week. Have a great one.